0: Politics, some culture and craft beer, politics, and that is why you're here, politics, Pottoms Up.
1: Welcome to Pottoms Up. Fred and will discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state.
0: Adams up. Hello, one and all. Hello, Blato. Hello, Nobs. Hello, Fred. Are you there? Are you there? I'm here. Nice. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm fantastic. That's what I've, I've heard. Yeah. Might have mentioned that. You <laughs> did. Uh, got did. that well-primed. Yep. But good man. Good man. He did a little uh, pre-gaming. Knobs is in the groove already. He's ready to rock and roll.
1: Yep, I've been uh, unleashed a little bit. Uh, working from home tomorrow. Nice. Got nothing planned for the weekend. I'm uh, I'm ready to go. New president elect.
0: Woohoo! Yeah, the la- last time we talked, we we thought that was going to happen, but we weren't sure. And uh, what was it? Saturday early afternoon, they announced. Uh, late morning, like
1: eleven o'clock or something.
2: I guess it depends yeah. on who AP, you know, CNN, you know, whatever. Wasn't it? Was it AP? Fox. Was the first to announce? Uh,
0: yeah, I think, and then NBC went right after them because
2: because AP was had given him Arizona before anybody else. <laughs> they,
0: gave Fox, Ari- they gave him They gave Arizona before the election. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like the only one. It's like, what do they see that nobody else is seeing? <laughs> all right, but it's good. It, it's good so far. So far, so good.
2: Uh, yeah. So so far, so good. I mean, a little bit of time has gone by, and we, we'll, you know, we're we're all still sort of patiently letting this play out, but. um I am losing patience on your uh, uh, on the on the year that was update there, Fred.
0: What do you mean?
2: Uh, Nineteen eighty-one. Oh, okay. All right. No, no worries. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a segue. Just a just a bad segue.
0: Well, actually, eighty-one I like is a is a fun year. I think it was
2: the year I graduated. Um, besides that, it was the no, second. I, it was hold on. It was. I think we talked about this. It was the. It was the the second. It was the year for the second highest consumption of beer in the United States.
1: <laughs> We've talked about
2: this. Yes, on, on, only second to the year
0: 1979, <laughs> which was my year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and but I had anyway. the dead. Brain cells to prove it. So
2: Okay, so what else happened in 81 in the world of music?
0: Well, on a, on a lighter note, on the 27th of March in 1981, Ozzy Osbourne bites the head of a dove off at a CBS recording <laughs> label gathering. Remember the stink that was? Well, didn't everybody think it was a
2: bat? Well, I, I thought the, the the folklore has it as a bat, and then I thought it was just folklore. He actually did bite the head off of something.
0: Dove. According to this article, it was a dove. So I, I remember that was quite a stink back then, so it made me chuckle a little bit. Not a, not over the poor dove getting beheaded, but just bringing that back up and what a stink it was. Um, another funny thing that happened in 1981 was on the 25th of February. It was the 23rd Grammys. And uh, you remember Christopher
2: Cross? Ah, uh, yeah, barely. Ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, like well, a one-hit wonder or something, right?
0: One album wonder. He had his debut album came out that year, and he won all four of like the big awards that you get in like one ceremony. Okay. And the album of the album of the year, they defeated in a very confrontational um, contest, "The Wall" by Pink Floyd. Crisscrossing, sailing, and
2: yeah, right.
0: Uh, I mean, just dripping with yeah, good right. music, and it beats "The Wall" from album of the year. So I, I, I thought that was crazy. Wow, what a shitty year. Yeah, I'll tell you, and. <laughs> And then probably the biggest and most famous thing about 1981 is when MTV went on the air for the first time. And a little trivia, what was the first video?
2: Uh, I know this the answer. It's, it's, who uh, it my,
1: it's on the tip of my tongue, but no.
0: Well, go ahead then, Blato.
2: Uh, I believe it was uh, Video Killed the Radio Star.
0: Yep. By uh, who? The,
2: the tubes?
0: No, no. Uh
2: who? The
0: buggles. The buggles, okay.
2: Often mistaken for the tubes, I think. Yeah. I you know. In I think world. there were some crossover band members there. Yeah, Fee waybell Goes <laughs> untight. <'Cause I'm> <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so I I can remember The first day that MTV came on, and we couldn't shut it off. I think they only had like 10 videos at that point. But they were playing them 24 hours a day. So they would just line them up, play them. And then it was like listening to AM radio. You know, they had like 10 songs. And they kept playing them over and over again. Can you name the original DJs?
2: Oh, uh, Martha somebody, Mark somebody, Mark Summers, not Mark Summers, Mark uh, something. Goodman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you told them to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Martha Quinn. See, I told you, Martha somebody. Yeah,
0: Mark Goodwin, J.J. Jackson, was it? Mm. And Nina, Nina Blackwood. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the blonde, the blonde guy, Alan. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, what was his name? Alan. Something so you, you didn't write these down. You're just rolling them off.
0: No, just uh, just off the top of my damaged yeah. brain. Yeah. What was his name? Alan Hunter. Woo-hoo! Hunter. Woo-hoo! Hey. Synapse fired. <laughs> I win. Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm out. That was a great show. <laughs> it's probably as good as I'm going to be
2: all night. So I... <laughs> Woo-wee. Yeah, hey. so that was 1981. Well, I got some more for you here in 1981 because something occurred to me. Oh, okay. We are now into the 80s, and you talk about albums that were released and musicians that either, you know, maybe have died or whatever. And the MTV thing is really cool. But now that we're into the 80s, we could actually, we're, we're moving into the time that is not of of our generation, but when musicians were born. Just to age us even more. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I quickly I, I quickly Googled musicians born in 81. And I don't know. I don't think these are in any particular order. But the first one on the list and probably the biggest star of them, uh, Britney Spears was born in 1981. So Britney Spears is now 39 years old. Hmm. Um, who else uh, I'm trying to um, let's see here Uh, Johnny Lang for those that know who Johnny Lang is blues guitarist Um, Ben Queller I think you know who he is don't you who maybe not no kind of easy listening rock guy um, not that so. you know. So, so, if they're in a band, maybe I don't know who the the name is. So you know, I mean? the, the name might mean something, but they don't list the band name. You know, what kind of a site are you looking at? Um, uh, it's a uh, pathetic facts. <laughs> uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. Paris Hilton. They're all the same age. How about that? Paris Hilton, uh, Josh Groban. Who's who? I've heard of him. He's
0: a singer. He's a, one of yeah. the tenor dudes. You would know him. He has got kind of like you would know him if you saw him.
2: Yeah, but say they don't really get into uh, artists that were in bands uh, on this particular site. But anyway, I just. It just got me thinking about eighty one. We're really starting to get into the period of the next generation of musicians, and 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 not just our you know stuffy old uh, classic rock stuff.
0: Going to be creeping into hairband territory too.
2: Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Glam rock, hair bands. Woo-hoo. But the okay. best though, is the new wave. Now you're talking, that's in Fred's
2: wheelhouse. You know, just even the name of that genre is bad now, right? I mean, (laughs) all you got to say is new wave. People know.
0: Just use my uh, acronym site, stuck in the 80s. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of loving stuff. Let's go on to the beer. beer. There we go.
2: Thank you. Hey, hold on a second. That was only 10 minutes, 11 minutes. That's pretty good for us. Okay. The beer. Fred, what you got? I I, I thought
0: you were going to (laughs) start spewing some more musical facts because we hadn't gone (laughs) online. We
2: hadn't Uh, chewed up enough time on pathetic facts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to surf this site a little bit while we're talking. (laughs)
0: Okay, beer number uno. Hey, when you go into
2: pathetic facts, you can do by category. And the first category that comes up, because it's alphabetical, is Albanian actors, 1900. (laughs) We could do
0: a whole show on that.
2: (laughs) This site is kind of cool. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Well, the first beer, it was my night, by the way, for beer. And the first beer, I actually purchased this one God, back in September or October. I can't remember. And it was because on uh, a previous episode a couple back, we had brought up uh, the Oktoberfest thing and all that kind of stuff. And... You had brought up a story about going blatto, going down to Georgia, going to Oktoberfest. And on the label of this beer is a statement that was directly related to your Georgia trip. And, that, and that, that's why I got this particular beer. What am I talking about? It's Muskegon's own Pigeon Hill Oktoberfest. And the little phrase on the side of the can was perfect for filling Das Boot.
2: <laughs> I saw that on there. And it just, you know, it's, it just brings back a, a great pre-COVID memory. Yeah. Well, everyone I, I everyone saw that. Sharing their spit. <laughs> a bar full of people <laughs> sharing their spittle. They
0: could have had a 100 of my favorite beers in the store on that day. But when I saw Das Boot... There was no doubt which beer I was buying. So, anyways, that's why I picked this one up. Uh, any stats on it? Oh. oh, there it is. 6% ABV, and I don't know anything about um, the the bitterness factor. So,
2: And this is another Mars in Oktoberfest. Uh, And I think we did a little bit of research on that before, because not all Oktoberfest beers are Marzen. The more traditional ones are.
0: And that Uh, was having to do with March, right?
2: Yeah, being brewed in March and uh, saved till October. Uh, Color is, is, it's a nice color, maybe a little lighter than I'd expect for an Oktoberfest.
0: Yeah, it looks very pilsner. Uh, It's it's
2: darker than that, but um, but not I mean not much darker than say like a Miller Light, you know, which is on the darker side of pilsners in my opinion. But um, didn't get much
1: head. No, not at all. What about that aroma?
2: Well, it's very weedy. I caught it at the beginning and and then it was just sort of flashing because I don't, it's harder for me to to capture it again.
1: I don't think you want to. That's a bad smell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Am I wrong? Have you guys smelled it?
0: Yeah, it's it sort of smells like grass clippings or something.
2: That's the uh, marzan, I guess. I don't know. It smells like piss.
0: <laughs> so it's for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fred's got jokes tonight, huh? He's bringing it. Hey, yeah, you called him out the in, the, in the in the in the pre-production meeting that he he wasn't. Uh, didn't hmm. seem like he was bringing his a game and here we go yeah
0: I wasn't coming fe- unleashed I wasn't festive enough for you so bring unleashed in the, the beast.
2: You, you know I mean I don't know how long this has been sitting in the can but it feels like it's been sitting tastes like it's been sitting in the can a while
0: so you suspect something wrong with it
2: no I just don't feel like it's very fresh hmm. like after it is, is something wrong with that. it well it after the pour, um, it almost feels uh, uh, flat to me.
0: That's not good.
2: I don't know. and I, I can see that it's not flat. How do you think it tastes? Just okay. Underwhelming. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing.
2: I, I'm... I'm it's probably a very good Mars in, in the true sense of what those beers are about. Uh, but I'm rather disappointed in it. Especially because of the Das Boot. I, and maybe it, cr- it tastes great in the in, in, in Das Boot.
0: Maybe with uh, the spittle and saliva of, like, say, 30 to 40 people mixed in, it kind of <laughs> brings the real flavor out of
2: it. <laughs> It was more than thirty or forty people i mean this 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 boot handled about three gallons
0: yeah, you guys started your own pandemic
2: <laughs> now, I think they
0: said that was crown
2: zero yeah i mean I mean there were people and I you know I, there were people that didn't partake you know just you know that you know and you look at them like, oh, you're a germ freak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Termophobe.
2: And then there was people that didn't partake because I don't think they could lift it because <laughs> it was this big, heavy glass boot. It's awesome. Das boot. You know what? It was a time when we were able to socialize. You know. Oh, uh, what a time! I, I didn't ask the guy that. next to me, "Are you a Trumpster?" No, I just you know he handed me the boot. I. I shouted Das Boot. He shouted Das Boot. And I chugged. Hmm. And handed it to the next person. Oh, chug, wow. chug pass. Yeah. Anyway, what I, I so right now I'm I'm feeling nothing special here. I, I, I we did another uh, we did the Blocktoberfest by Atwater, and I, I I think I liked it. I have to go back and look at the notes, but
1: This oh, one to me, this beer so has has one redeeming quality to it. If you look under the can, it was brewed on my birthday. <laughs> that's really about it. That's just all that makes it
2: special. Uh yeah, uh, yeah. Fred, you and I both did a, 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 a for me on the uh, on the Blocktoberfest.
0: Did we? Yeah. I don't think that's going to repeat tonight, though. I think this is going to be one of the beers that we're just going to hammer it down and put it away as quickly as possible.
2: You know, other than just sort of that, like I said, that general, I don't know, like flatness to it or um, um, uninspiringness to it. it's, It's not like bad. I don't want to say it's like, you know, you know, horrible. Like, like i wouldn't order another one I possibly could you know sometimes ordering a beer like this might come down to choices like if you know if if i'm if i'm at if you know if I'm at a bar that doesn't have a great selection of craft beers and you know I, I've got you know a choice between say this and uh you know old Milwaukee Milwaukee, but even if they had like a couple of craft beers, like even if they had like a Bell's Two-Hearted, I I probably would still go with this. And then I'd look at it. Are you sure this is an Oktoberfest? Because it's awfully light. You would pick this over a Two-Hearted. I'm not a big fan of Two-Hearted.
1: The number one beer in America for like the past few years, and you're not a fan of it. Your face is overrated. (laughs) (laughs)
2: didn't know you'd take it so personal. Michigan took it personally. Did we review too hard? I think we have. No.
0: No, we, that's one of those beers that we've had so much of. It'd it almost be silly to bring it on the show because aren't we striving to find new and adventurous things? Yeah. Not Speaking of new
2: use, and adventurous, we- so last week was not new and adventurous. Uh, Because I brought the cart horse, which the Pottoms Up has reviewed in the past. I discovered that. (sighs) Going Now, to redeem myself ever so slightly, I was not on the episode where you guys did the Old Nation cart horse. So in my mind, when I bought it, I'm like, I've never tasted this. And that is true.
0: A true statement. Um, That was the Spooge episode, correct? Yes. That was the Spooge episode, yeah.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you don't know. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And you and Spooge uh, uh, were both in the For Me category. And then last week you were in the Mech category. So, you know, second time around wasn't as uh, interesting (laughs) for you, I guess.
0: You know, what's funny is speaking of repeating without meaning to the the second beer that we have tonight which i'm not going to bring it up yet but i almost bought a new holland tangerine something or other ipa i can't remember the name of it because oh yeah we've done that one yeah yeah well it come to find out i checked through past beers and that would have been a repeat Uh, Space
2: space tangerine
0: tangerine space yeah tangerine space dust or something
2: like that space machine space
0: machine that was I believe it was
2: I I believe it was uh, your choice there Uh, knobs I think you brought that beer
1: Mm. Uh, yes I think I did Uh, that was the episode. Was that the episode where we went to beer fest right
2: after? Oh, it might have been.
1: I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that was a
2: big night. That um, was a great night. Um, really big shoe. Um, you. Uh, <laughs> so, Fred, you and I were talking earlier today, and um, I don't know if you've noticed this, Knobs, but. Fred has been an especially uh, harsh critic on the beers as of late. Um, Haven't we all, though? No. You know, I I didn't do a comparison. I didn't look at everybody's numbers. And then when I looked at what I – when I was writing up the reviews, I kind of thought, oh, man, Fred, another not for me. So I was thinking it was probably worse than it is. So I went back and I looked at – the last twelve beers, they're not as bad as what they seem. Fred, you were five for me's, one meh, and six not for me's. So, not a lot of gray area in your beer tasting. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and 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 now we add another one to the not for me column. Um, but it does raise the question: Are we? overly critical, right? Or or, or maybe the way that we judge them as being not for me isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? So we're just trying to pick out the beers that we would like or not like to have a second time or in our cabinet or what would we order, however you want to define it. Because out of the 12 beers that you've tasted, Fred, and six of them being not for you, I don't think you'd say that six of them were bad beers or would
0: you? Well, no i mean no th- th- that's not the point you know it just wasn't for me <laughs> yeah I, you know okay. i don't know if lately it's it's like the beers that we're having is they're, they're just not making themselves different enough it it, it it's it's almost <laughs> See but that's where I think we can get like over it. Like,
2: like that's where I, I kind of go on this where it's okay I, you know it doesn't jump out at me right do, do I want to have something more to it whether it's you know thicker and more mouthfeel or whether it's some crazy flavor or whether um, you know it's some great combination of uh, uh, of hops that creates this you know wonderful bouquet you know wh- whatever it is it's 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 difficult, I think, not to become uh, too snobbish when you try this many beers.
0: Well, yeah, it, we're on episode eighty-one, so just simple math—that's one hundred and sixty-two beers. So it, it's like the uniqueness of yes. the beers is that pool is getting smaller, <laughs> and and maybe I think that's what it is with me. It's like. I just want something to M43 me, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, they're just, I don't know. Not that they're not out there. Just, you just got to keep rooting around, right? Because probably a lot of these different uh, breweries are
2: copying off each other. You know, it's like with anything else. Well, I don't know that they really copy. I mean... I, I just don't know that there's that much variation. I mean you change you know um, you yeah know, that might be a more fair way to say it. process or you know you know, uh, you know a, a, a different combination of hops or grains. you know there's there, it's because the recipes are uh, you know infinite like that's that you know there's there's no there's no limit because of all the different options you have uh, you know the factorial is pretty high um uh, but do those nuanced differences start to really make that much of a difference you know how how do you how do you blend something that really jumps out at you anymore and 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 after 160 beers it's probably harder for us to to, to find that probably. Yeah.
0: Something you know. like that.
2: <laughs> I mean, would, would, you know, I, I was thinking of, of a beer related. I was thinking of a couple other things today. One is we're, we're, we're coming up to basically two milestones, right? Our hundredth episode and also our two year anniversary. And I think we struggled with this on our, on our 50, Right. We didn't know whether we wanted to do what, what was a, a a bigger milestone, right? The year anniversary or the 50th episode, because they, they, they seem to come up on one another. And, uh, you, you know, same, we can talk about it another time in terms of what we want to do. Um, December 2nd is when we launched uh, our first three episodes. And, you know, years, we obviously, right? we won't be at at, at 100 on December 2nd unless yeah we you can celebrate really want to go at it what
0: yeah. <laughs> I said unless you
2: really want to go at it <laughs> did, hey hey nobs did you just open up another beer no my chair just clicked a little bit oh. <laughs> I thought you just gave up <laughs> on on the pigeon <laughs> hill there and uh, I'm moving on guys <laughs> Anyway, that's what it so, sounded like. <laughs> so then so then that got me thinking, you know, we did, wasn't it at was it at the 50? Or what was the other reason that we did our top 12 beers? I think that was the 50th. I think that was for the 50, right? And I and when I started thinking about all this stuff together, I was thinking, <laughs> if we do at a hundred our next iteration of our top 12 from the last 50 can Fred come up with 12?
0: <laughs> it's not looking well.
2: Uh, all right. Well, maybe Kuhnheims will save the day here. On to the uh, worldwide events. Take um, it away. Oh, hey, me, I, you know, I mean, here we are, right? We are, uh, let's see here, nine days past the election and dumbass still doesn't want to concede. And we don't think he is ever actually going to concede, right? I mean, it, it, regardless of how this thing turns out, he's just going to break that norm of uh, civility and democracy and peaceful transition and just, uh, you know, um, forego the, jerk. just, just be, be the jerk that he is. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, it's remarkable to me, the, the, the way that Republicans are still getting behind him on this. Right. I mean, the, the, there's, and I, and, I think I saw an article. I forget who wrote it, but it was about like the the belief on their on, on their behalf must be it's not um, it's not damaging to America to placate the emperor with no clothes. Like we're just gonna go along with it, and then it's gonna you know be okay in the end, and we're not doing anything to damage America. Uh, in the meantime, by, um, you know, f- you know, playing along Tr- with the charade.
0: Tr- Isn't it amazing what a little puss he is? You know, the mouth breathers always want to show how tough he is around the world and how big of a man he is and rah, rah,
2: rah, rah. He,
0: he is such a puss. It's been, what, six days? What would you say? Nine days from the ele- days. Or, Call it eight or, days what, since the 4th. What's yeah. it been since they, they announced those, since Saturday? What, six Five. days? And he's yeah. only showed himself once in public, and it was at that hilarious wreath thing at the um, Unknown Soldier. Unknown Soldier, yeah. He, he looked like an idiot out there in the rain. I was cracking. I I, I just kept waiting for his hair to, like, you know, slough off the side of his head, and then I thought, nah, they probably used an entire can of hairspray on it. But Pence looked pretty stupid, though. He didn't even have a raincoat on. Like, why he did that, I don't know. His suit was so. But they both look like dopes. But that that is the only public visual we've had of him, and there was no questions, no speech in in. Six seven days after the election, he's such a little pussy snowflake. They've got to protect his fragile little feelings. Come on, what a
2: puss! Oh my god! <laughs> um, and and we all know he doesn't even want to be there. I mean, he you know he he doesn't hold you know the the brave men and women that are actually in the trenches of the military in any sort of esteem whatsoever, right? You know? I was shocked he was there at all. I was shocked he was there too. Was I, gotta, I gotta say, I figured, why, why, why bother, you know?
0: He because, put a gun to his head and said, you gotta do this. You have to do this. It's sucker's day. I mean, veteran's day. I mean, loser's day. I. I it's one of those days.
2: Because you know, even if he doesn't go, his his cult will still give him a pass on it.
1: Oh yeah, so, make so he case. doesn't need to go,
2: right? I mean, you, you know, if if any other president doesn't go, the the whole country would be, you know, burning down the White House,
0: calling him a traitor. You know, the whole time he was standing out there by the wreath, by the tomb of the unknown soldier, I kept. I didn't watch about, much, but
2: I just saw clips. Well, that's true. That- I saw it.
0: Anyways, um, it made me think about when it w- was. It back in it was back in France. What yeah. a year or two ago when he wouldn't go to the um, cemetery because he was afraid of getting his hair wet. And I thought that what he did on Veterans Day was like trying to defy that, that he was going to stand in the rain with no umbrella, with his hair exposed to the entire rainy world. It was like he was trying to send a message like, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still tough.
2: But but again, his followers wouldn't care one way or another. They would just rationalize it another way. And, um, you know, you know it, it, it would be something about, oh, he's outsmarting them again. You know. I mean, you know, re- read the comments uh, on, on Breitbart regarding this whole election fraud nonsense, and it will crack you up. I mean, most of the time, I just can't believe that these people really believe it. That's what I, 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 I you're just you're just you know, you're you're just trolling the trolls now. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, you don't really believe that there's, you know, a big surprise here at the end. And uh, fortunately, um, you know, so far the the, the courts have been on the side of democracy. Yeah. Everything is getting uh, swatted away.
0: You know, I didn't, I, I can't cite you like the article, but I believe it was on Morning Joe. They were talking about, it was this morning, as a matter of fact, they uh dumbass's lawyers had filed the lawsuit i want to say it was michigan but i'm not 100% sure about this voting fraud and all this nonsense and what the judge did is put them the lawyers under oath and said do you have evidence here yes. or not <laughs> and they said no <laughs> they said because that-
2: That there was um, uh, the Republican poll watchers were stared at. And that was intimidating. Was it? Um, and, And that was part of their voter fraud lawsuit. That people were staring at them.
0: It must have been frightening
2: for them. <laughs> it, it <it's, laughs> c- could you imagine being one of these lawyers and having to do this? I mean, I guess you are laughing all the way to the bank.
0: Yeah, two two to four hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah.
2: C- like well, c- only if you get paid up front because Trump. Yeah, doesn't that's
0: true. Pay his bills.
2: So, well, if if you are a lawyer working for Trump and you you are not getting paid up front, then you should be disbarred. Yes. Because you're, you're, you're the second dumbest person on earth.
0: <laughs> you're not a smart man, Jenny.
2: <laughs> uh, but that's not to say that him not conceding isn't causing additional harm.
0: He's never going to concede in the typical sense.
2: No, but but I mean, he, he, he's doing things that are hurting the country with his obstinance, right? With his childlike obstinance. Um, he's not allowing the transition to take place the way that it should. Um, direct read? The... Uh, the, the, the machinations that should be taking place within the GSA?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, normally <clears throat> the, the wheels of the machine start to turn within hours, if not a day, of when they declare a winner in the um, electoral college. When, when the press call a winner – Normally, things start in motion. They call it the GSA. I can't remember what the acronym is. Um, but it has to do with accepting that the, the new administration has won the election, and this GSA person, it's a Trump loyalist, of course. What General they do Services is,
2: Administration.
0: Thank you. What they do is they then re- acknowledge that the new administration is won, and it fr- it starts to release money and um, resources,
2: resources and information,
0: and information to to the new administration that's coming in. And of course, they have a mouth breather in that position as well, and so she's just not doing it. Uh, is that
2: Emily Murphy?
0: Ah, oh, Murphy. I don't know. I, don't I, th- know I think
2: I, I, just just looking at something, I, I think that uh, I do see your article here about how the Democrats could actually sue the GSA. Well, they should. <laughs> I guess they should. I mean, it's crazy I mean, times, you, you know. I, I mean, Joe Biden is taking it pretty
0: much, and he's really going overboard trying to communicate how little it bothers him, but he must want to put his foot up someone's ass. And starting with Emily Murphy, maybe that's a good place to
2: start. It they gotta... she has quite a large one. <laughs> hey, now. That's not nice. <laughs> no, it's not, but she's not nice either. Uh
0: Yeah. Well, what, what, you know, other than the money and the resources, there's there's other things that become an issue. And one of them, and and to me, it's one of the more important ones, is they should be including the new administration in the daily briefings on security issues for the country, because then that way. They can start preparing themselves for what's actually going on that is not public knowledge. And, and I've heard it in multiple reports today that they were talking about back in the 2000 election with uh, George mm-hmm. W. Bush that it wasn't anybody's fault. It, there was no malice involved. It was because of the recount down in Florida. It delayed them getting access to information that's, you know, national security derived information. And even though 9-11 happened months later, it still hampered them and kind of hamstrung them on their response to what happened. And it was because of the delay instead of their people getting the information right up front where they should get it, normally get it, and uh, they didn't, and it, it kind of burned them when it came time for 9-11 to
2: happen. Well, one of the things that the GSA is holding up is the, um, the formal process of beginning background checks for cabinet nominees. So if, yep. if, if, if Biden already has his list of you know, nominees per cabinet and wants to start vetting them, He's really not able to do that with the full force of the uh, of the federal government.
0: Well, yeah, the FBI would start working on that kind of thing.
2: Right. Right. And, and the GSA, again, has to so start facilitating that. Yeah. I mean, and that would just, be important in the kind of thing that you're bringing up. Right. You you know, um, you, you'd want the right people in the know. Yeah, Exactly. You know, and and it just, I mean, I guess it's infuriating um, in, in, in the way that even though dumbass didn't know what to do with information from the government and uh, how important uh, and helpful the Obama administration was, you can bet that, you know, they tried to help them as much as they possibly could. And and because of no, I, this fantasy that they they live in, they didn't they didn't they didn't take any of that information, which started the mess right off the bat. But it was all there at the beginning. And they just don't see, you know, that that's way that's the way that they're supposed to return the favor. And it's not a favor, but, you know. Return to practice. Right. I've read a
0: book on that. I I, I couldn't remember the name of the title to save my life or the author, but I remember the content of the book was exactly what we were talking about when it came time for the transition of dumbass and, and his happy gang of mouth breathers The Obama people were all set up. I mean, they had binders, they had stacks of information, they had meetings set up. And in a lot of cases with some of these departments, no one ever showed up to get briefings, to get information, to get status of what was important to their
2: particular. Or if I remember, the people that showed up were political hacks and and not people that would even understand the information as it was presented.
0: Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, the the ones that did show up were woefully inept and should have never ever been there. So yeah, quite a difference.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, just want, I, I just
0: wonder. I just wonder. Maybe maybe dumbasses people have nothing to
2: share. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I don't think that they will. I mean, even when the GSA s- starts. Um, opening up those doors for, for Biden's team. And, you know, when Biden is fully announced and, you know, with or without concession, um, you know, the transfer of administrations is beginning to take place. Um, one, they won't provide anything to Biden, even if they have it. But two, I kind of agree with you. I don't think they have anything. I, I mean, most of his department heads mm-hmm. have only been that, department heads. You know, most are, we were we're, or you acting. Know, woefully uh, unqualified. Many are just acting. I mean, he set records for that. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, speaking of acting heads, he, he, he just put a new one in uh, as uh, DOD, right? Yeah. It, Department of Defense,
0: they got rid of Esper. Esper. Yeah. He well, went, oh, bye.
2: Well, okay. So. What do you know about that departure, Fred? Because I haven't really heard much as to the reasons why. And I, I haven't researched it much, but, um, you know, the, the the MSM is just sort of treating it as, okay, he's gone. But they had, to me, they haven't really delved into the reason why. I don't, I don't know if you've seen a little bit more on that.
0: Well, some of the stuff I heard was had to do with troop withdrawals where the dumbass was just going to, yank everybody out of Afghanistan and Aspers would push back on him. And then there was something with Iran as well. Um, again, Aspers pushed back on him so they were kind of butting heads as it was anyways. And then from what I understand, Esper had planned to resign, but, um, the man of courage who always fires people via Twitter. What a puss. <clears throat> he let him go through, you know, online
2: social media. Ridiculous. And, you know, is this something that we have to be concerned about because he's on his way out or not? What, what, what Like really? I think to. so. I think so because –
0: this jackwad has another seventy days to do whatever. And in, not only did he get rid of Esper's, but I heard that it was reported that four other heads within the um, Pentagon, Pentagon yeah. were three, let I thought go it was the top three up. of
2: four. I, I think I heard it was the top I heard, three of four have been, been I heard uh, four. replaced by loyalists. Well, it might have yes. been four. Maybe the fourth was like in the top, you know, fifteen. But <laughs> I don't know how they're rated. But I, I did see one thing that you know, three three of the top four.
0: Yeah, and and so they're going to put, you know, more loyalist yes men in there, and who knows what this guy is capable of? I mean, you know, he's got a bone spurn his his shoe over Iran. And who knows? Maybe he'll do something militarily aggressively towards them do do you think i i I don't know to what ends other than acting out as a petulant little bitch child i'm not sure why he would do it other than to cause chaos and
2: stomp his feet i don't know yeah i don't know Do, do you think at all these moves are in a way to maintain power like 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 getting the military behind him. Does that does that concern you at all? I mean it well, seems yeah, yeah, far fetched to me, but I but I, I I can't help but think he believes it, it it in his mind that it could happen, right? I mean
0: No, I I don't I don't think that's a far fetched thought at all. Not with this guy. He he is just in survival mode, he's in a corner, he's a loser. He's a loser. He's a loser. Just so you understand, he's a loser. So who knows what he's thinking? And you know, and this is the moronic chess game he's playing. But who knows? So
1: I've been trying to talk for like five minutes and not realizing that I muted myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just raise your hand. now. just raise your hand. We'll see it through the glass. Yeah,
1: here we go. Here, uh, there. My hand is raised. You have the floor, sir. Okay, so you guys bring some excellent points, is what I've been trying to say. Um, but Esper did something like back in june-ish That's really concerning the fact that he's gone now. Do you guys remember what that is? Nope. Not right now. I don't. Es- Was that Esper, Esper said part? that American troops should not be deployed to U.S. cities. To quell any riots or protests. Oh, okay. Wow. And now he's gone. That voice of reason in the White House, the few that there are, is now gone. Hmm. And that is scary to me. When we're talking about someone who does not want to lose power whatsoever, and there's someone who now, you know, someone who used to say don't use military troops is now gone.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. I don't know if, if, if you know, these... I can't tell if you were hinting at that or not, Blottle, but... Well, no, I I guess there's two ways to, to, to play it. One, to say, okay, if if he's just going to claim that he won, and, and, and then there would certainly be riot in the streets, and now he's got somebody, a loyalist, that would deploy some sort of, you know, military action against protesters. Or if it was just, I'm going to surround myself with the military, like, you know, some two-bit third world dictator and not leave the office. I guess both those scenarios are possible. But I don't believe any of them are possible. I I do want to characterize it in in that fashion too. I just, you know, as bad as Republicans are, I just don't see it happening. And as bad as some of the military leaders that were supposed to be the adults in the room around the Trump administration, as bad as they have been, I also can't ever foresee either one of those two scenarios ever happening. Cannot do well, it. Well, to go back to
1: Fred's point of view, though, as he goes through and over the next few months that he has left, getting rid of anyone who disagrees with them and just putting in yes men, that scenario starts becoming more and more possible.
2: Uh, it, it does. I, th- I think there's another level between the yes men and then, you know, the the kind of uh, 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 you know malpractice that it takes to be, uh, you know, basically a, a traitor to our democracy beyond just a yes man. That's like another level of yes man. I, I it, it's it's possible. I just I, it, it's just so far out of the realm of probability to me. It is very very far fetched. But
1: again, you start seeing these things fall into place, and that very, very far-fetched possibility starts slowly becoming more and more. Well, I I guess I want to say likely, but it starts.
2: No, no, no. The probability starts increasing. No, no, no. no. I I think there's and there's a lot written about. um, Right now, in in post-election, there's been a lot written about uh, how close are we to an autocrat, to a dictator, right? And and we've talked about this on, on, on podcast. How close are we to, uh, you know, s- someone like Bill Barr or a different AG just fabricating evidence, right? I mean, I, I don't think we are that far away. I, I don't see it happening now, but, you know... Um, it, it well, the fact that we got this, like it's, the it's,
1: fact that we got this close is scary.
2: Yes. Yeah, and um, you know, if if the, the the I guess the one thing that works in our favor is the size, right? But but you of, start of, chipping of away at, huh, of the size of Trump. No, the the, the size of our bureaucracy. <laughs> oh. Okay. You know, so so Bill Barr sends a memo out saying. um, You know, to the federal prosecutors, feel free to start investigating uh, claims of voting irregularities, which is a much broader scope than anything that any AG has ever said regarding voting.
0: Yeah, that that thing he sent out was smoke and mirrors.
2: Okay, but what I'm it has no teeth. Okay, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is part of the reason it has no teeth is because there's what over a hundred federal prosecutors in the United States. Okay. So, so, you know, a a big portion of them are not going to be, you know, this, um, you know, lap dog loyalist who, uh, you know, is going to make up shit and claim voter fraud and irregularities, um, for the sake of, backing Barr and Trump. Now, over time, could you flip, you know, 30 of them? So so our bureaucracy and the um, non-elected bureaucrats and officials within our government are what make us work, you know, the so-called deep state, right? I mean, its I, I just got to chuckle every time I say that. That's that's what keeps democracy on track for us, and has made Trump's fascist tendencies, um, you know, seem like nothing more than news fodder. But yeah. if you start chipping away at that, if you if you you know, could that happen? Could could you have less bureaucrat, bureaucrats and more loyalists, even in the second and third levels of government below? top appointed officials
0: No, I, I see your point yeah I understand where you're coming from
2: you know. and, and and you know certainly what we've seen is that too many people in higher office have been willing to go along with it that's the scary part that's the real frightening part is 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 that you know particularly uh Congressional Republicans. The Senate. <laughs> you, you know. Well, and, and, you know and the House, too. I mean, we just control the House, we Democrats. But um, that's those are the ones that we really expect to stand up to the executive branch when it's um, abusing its power. Just like they're doing everywhere else against the Democrats. They flex that power against the Democrat. I mean, you know, not all of Obama's executive orders were found to be constitutional. And guess who were the first ones to, you know, point that out?
1: (laughs) The Green Party. (laughs) Ralph Nader. Nader's at it again.
2: All right. What else? Are we, are we, we should we should probably mention something about the pandemic. Oh,
0: that it's yeah. over. Yeah, it, it was over on November fourth. Well, oh, before year. we get to
2: that, I, I do want to apologize. I feel bad about what I what I said about Emily Murphy. It's been nagging at me. <laughs> Apology accepted. <laughs> on her behalf. Not me, man. I, I know. I know. We 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 still want to maintain the go high. Right, you know, you know, we want to do the go high. It was just, um, it was the Mars on. Okay, pandemic. Uh, What do you guys think? I'm I'm just talking about on the scientific level. I don't want, I I don't really want to get into the political side of it.
0: Well, what side do you want to talk about then?
2: It's just bad, right? Yeah. i think is
1: worse now than it ever has been and yet we are still 100 open and people are not wearing masks
0: i don't hey. think you can't take a political because i think now that dumbass has lost the election you think he was uninterested in it before <laughs> he he that that lazy mofo so bitch, he he doesn't he's given up you're not going to get even what little work he did, you're not going to get anything out of him for sure. Now that he knows he's lost. And he's also playing the victim card because he, he thinks they're coming up with the, um, the vaccine after the election because they did it to him on purpose. So he's doubly not going to do anything about it. So, our country is left is spin in the wind. Red state, blue state, green state, purple state—they're all spinning in spinning in the wind because of this horrible, horrible
2: leadership or lack of leadership from this guy. Um, no, yeah, no, no question about that. Uh, but so much in the as in in the early stages of of this pandemic, you know, was left on the governors and it still is. And a lot of the governors are not acting uh, like they should. Um, but it's also just proven to be extremely difficult. But I, I think,
0: in, in my opinion, the, the reason things are rebounding as bad as they are right now is because there is a Trump virus fatigue And I don't blame anybody for it. But if if the dumbass back in the day, January, would have done like other countries like South Korea and all them, just put the hammer down, put up with it for four to six months, we'll get out of it. He'd have been a hero, probably would have got reelected because of it. But because of his ineptitude, he let this shit just do whatever it's going to do. And and he fought the governors in states like ours, the Gretsch. And now things are spiraling out of control, and he's even less interested in solving the problem. Yeah, he's completely checked out. He's proving he's checked out. Just, just to, his whole demeanor of, being invisible for the last six days. He's checked out completely to include this. He he doesn't care. And, and he doesn't care how many people are going to die, suffer, whatever.
2: This guy don't care. Uh, but besides that, I think this could be apolitical. Apolitical? <laughs> Present your case. Besides all of that, yes, yes, maybe it could. No, I, I, I'm not sure. I can I, I I mean, all I meant by that, Fred, is just, um, you know, politics aside. This is that. This is where we're at right now, right? I mean, you know, blame the giant, the the, the giant Cheeto, you know, for all, for all the inaction months ago, um, um, but and. and you know, a, a lot of the governors are still not doing um, what they need to do. Uh, and the state legislators are fighting a lot of the Democratic governors, like in Michigan, you know, uh, all, all the way to the end. Did you watch Grutch today? Uh, I, I didn't. I wanted to. Um, I had to run out. Um, but basically, if I... She's still waiting for the Republican legislator to do legislation to do something, right? Well, she she got she, her pee she got her pee
0: slapped from the the Supreme Court, and she basically got told go sit in your corner. So now she's in a situation where the pandemic in our state is probably is bad if not worse than it has been at any time, and she. She can't, she almost seems, I don't know, meek and mild, whereas before she seemed a whole lot more strong and, and take charge about what was going to happen. She kind of came across not weak, but kind of neutered. And it's because of the Republican legislature in our state, because they're not, they're not at least bit interested. In taking precautions, locking anything down, requiring masks, they just don't
2: care. Do do you think, and you know, this discussion uh, affects me directly. Do you think she would have closed indoor dining if she could have? Yes. I I think so as well. That's kind of.
0: Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's a tough decision. It's tough love, but you gotta get it under control.
2: Now, and, and, one, and one I don't area. Wish... Yeah. Go ahead. Well, one, one calculation she has to make, and this goes back to the federal response. Forget about you know dumbass and hiding, right? It's difficult to do that if you're not going to get financial help from the Republicans. So if 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 states knew that G-money is coming, then that makes that calculation a lot easier, right? Okay, restaurant workers, you're all going home, and here's another round of PPP money. So because the federal government, forget about Trump, because the federal government itself isn't doing anything to help people, it makes the governor's responses, because you're right. Now all of a sudden... You know, she puts X amount of people out of work. What do you do?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm raising my hand. Okay. Fire away. Plato, I don't say this often enough, but you are 100% correct.
2: Oh, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I had this exact same conversation with some friends earlier, so that means that. I must be correct. Um, but, <laughs> yes, by uh, the associate of property, I am also 100% correct. <laughs> no, no, her, her hands are so tied right now. You can't do another lockdown and send people home without there being federal support for that.
0: And Mitch McConnell got reelected. Right. And today to he said
2: he said no more money.
0: Yeah. Today he and said that. He-
1: so we are just absolutely screwed. For now. But yeah, if you're not getting any assistance from other parts of the government when you need it, then yeah, you really can't do a whole lot more. Like what are you gonna do? Tell people to wear a mask again. Say don't have a party in large groups. There's no way you're going to enforce that anyway.
0: So and
2: and in, in, in places like Michigan and you know, plenty of other states, the governor could say that, but it, it may be deemed unlawful to say it anyway.
1: Right. All right. She's, so, what happened with uh, the state health department and their
2: mandate? Well, I don't, I don't understand this at all. And you think I would, but it's very confusing to uh, try and figure out what is an actual mandate and what the penalties are, and what the. Um, what you know, what supersedes, right. and it, it, it it's really kind of messy. The, the health department does have a, a lot of these guidelines, and they're trying to enforce them, um, and, and good for them. I, I just don't think they have the ability to close anybody down. I think they can probably rewrite, you know, some um, some health code regulations, not laws, you know. I think it comes
1: back down to kind of what you were saying is – they may have the authority to shut down stuff, but if the courts and the other parts of the government aren't there to support that and enforce that, then what's the point? They're well, shooting themselves in the foot.
2: Yeah, and I don't, I'm do not i not sure they actually would have that broad a power to do that, and I think that would be challenged. Um, I can but- tell you
1: from what I've heard, county level health departments do have that power. Uh, but it's just getting the back oh, let, of make sure the, we're talking about the same thing to do that. that.
2: To, to, to do what? To shut a business down because it's in violation, or to shut a business down just because?
1: To shut down a local government for due to a health pandemic. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And that's the whole. That's kind of the whole thing of it is,
2: who really knows? And we're only one state. Multiply that by 50. Right. And everyone's trying to figure it out. And half the states don't care. Exactly. Ready for another beer?
0: I am.
1: I'm ready for
2: two or three. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to finish up on this with a solid mat. I I think to me, if there was ever a mat, that's what this beer is. It is a mat.
0: It's a not for me. I I really didn't enjoy any part of it. So (laughs) I drank it all, but which lately I've been not finishing, but I I finished it. But it's not for me.
1: This is not for me. It stinks. It didn't taste
2: good. (laughs) It's flat. Hey, I'm just trying to be kind. Remember? I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not offending anybody like I I have the last two episodes. Be kind. Rewind.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) To the treasure trove. Amen. Let's go.
2: What do you got, Fred?
0: I found another frosty friend waiting for at least two of us, I think. Knobs was unable to locate him. Pick this little lovely up. Uh, too we, bad for knobs. Too bad knobs. What we have is too bad knobs. Too bad knobs. Too bad knobs. We are supporting a very local brewer. Um, as far as like where Blatto and myself live, a couple miles away from us is a Cunin Brewing Company and. The beer I got was called the White Devil. Yeah. Almost post Halloweeny. It is an Imperial White Ale. I'm not sure I've ever had an Imperial White Ale. Uh, so, could be a new experience. It's a 9.0 on the ABV, which is very nice. And uh, what else? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's no hazel's nuts though. Mm, nope. Nothing. So,
2: what what kind of beer is this? They don't say it's an imperial IPA. They're calling it just a white ale.
0: Hmm. I can barely read that can.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, that they're weird. they're you know the I, I like Kunin's. I like going there. It, it was a comfortable place to hang out. Um. Uh, but their branding has always been somewhat lackluster don't you think and 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 this is something that you know we're working on quite a bit with our place we we, we are totally lost so i shouldn't be throwing any stones <laughs> but um but you know even their place was a comfortable place to hang out but it, it wasn't like it was full of like a consistent branding message right you didn't you didn't understand kind of what their mission was, and I and I hope they survive because I think they do struggle. This place has been closed more than once. The one on the one on Grossbeck,
0: hmm.
2: yeah, or is it the one on Mound? But one of them has, has not been able has not been very consistent on ours. I don't know. Um, but anyway, back to my original question: Imperial White Ale. So it's a white ale, which I don't really know what that is. We're going to find
0: say On the can, it's a wheat and Pilsner malt, uh, Michigan
2: raw wheat. So it's probably a a wheat ale. I don't know. A 9% wheat ale is is something different. And then uh, finishes uh, with orange peel and coriander. Now, we had a coriander beer before, and I don't think we were real big fans. I don't think we tasted the coriander.
0: No. Wasn't that the
2: issue? Well, there was something about it we didn't like, and we thought, well, maybe that's the coriander. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I like their slogan, beers with distinct personalities. But Uh, I didn't know that was their slogan, did you, until I saw it on the can.
0: No, I did not.
2: See that's you know, that's what I what I kinda of mean by you know. And their can artwork is kind of dull too.
0: Uh, I, I don't care for the can so much. It's hard to read.
2: Um, white Devil. So it's a little hazy. Golden tannish color. I got a little head on mine. This one seems more carbonated than the last one. Mmm. Mm. Oh, I've, I've, I. This smells nice.
1: Hey, Blotto. Yeah, I think tap water is more carbonated than the last beer was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, did you agree with me? It tasted kind of flat. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, I, I can. I, I. I think you're missing out on this one. I haven't tasted it yet, but the aroma is beautiful. And I I'm I'm assuming that's the coriander that I smell. Like I said, I don't I even know what coriander tastes like, but it is a very very pleasant aroma and yeah, maybe I can take, you know, smell a little orange peel in there too. Take a sip. Wow. That's a head it, rush. It jumps out. That yeah. jumps out, though. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, something okay. comes screaming through. So, if you are unique, Fred, this this better be on the top end this of the For Me scale right now for you.
0: <laughs> yes, this tastes like nothing we've had
2: before. <laughs> I mean, this is delivering on the uh, beers with distinct personalities.
0: Yes, I, I have to agree.
2: Okay, now let's wow. see if I like it. <laughs> That's part two, part two. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow, that took a sudden turn. Not, not no, really. It, no knobs. I, I,
0: it, it's just the, the flavor
2: just wham right, and it's in your face, especially after the last beer, right? I mean, the last yeah, beer was so yeah. dull. This thing comes across as, I mean, if. If you were to have this, you know, followed up, if this was following up a really, uh, you know, citrusy, hoppy IPA, it may not feel so strong. So it could be uh, the aftertaste, you know, but I got to give it some time. I I'm gonna I'm going to hold judgment on it. Um, it has a little bit too much on the back end for me right now. And I'm hoping that kind of hoping that mellows out. I, I do like it on the front end. Uh, it, it goes across the tongue really nice. It's got great mouthfeel. It's nice uh, and, and thick. Uh, it's got 9%, so it's got that going for it.
0: You know one thing I'll say about this beer, and it, it's it's not a description I would normally use. This, to me, is a very complex beer. There is a lot going on from front to finish with this beer.
2: Yep. That's you know a good way I mean? to put it. Yep, it, and, and, and sometimes I, I put it, n- not in those terms, but I agree with you 100%. I put it in terms of this is a well-made beer. The brewers achieved what they set out to do. Yep, yep. Damn, Nabs. Wish you were, you were here with us. You know, it, it, and I'll tell you what else. And, and I've had Kuhnheim's beers before, obviously, Kuhnheim's beers at their place. I've never had one to go. Um, This is not one that I probably would order while I'm there. And I'm just trying to think back, have the other beers that I've had delivered as much as this beer is, you know, that, that, that as they put it distinct, I I, distinction, I I don't know if they have. Um,
0: Every time I go to Kunin's, I always get the same beer. It's the fluffer nutter. Okay. That, that That's the one I always go towards. So I, I would, I don't, like I told you earlier, being there, I would never have ordered this beer either. And so, not not just because I like the fluffer, but it, just the description of it and all that would, it just wouldn't be my kind
2: of beer. But I'm kind of glad I got it. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's uh, certainly unique.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll try and hang on to one for you, Knobs. J- j- just for um. You you can try it later on down the road.
1: Well, knowing my luck, like next week, it'll probably be in all the store shelves because I've seen this beer before. I've almost purchased it several times for the show. And then the one time that you buy it to have on the show, I can't find it anywhere. Mm. So I'll, I'll just buy it next week.
2: I'm sure it'll be there.
0: This beer is an experience. I'll put it that way.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm on their website and um, uh, I don't see anything. I, I, don't, I don't recognize anything. Uh it, you know due to covid it's been a while since i've been there and they're still brewing right Yeah um This must be a fairly popular beer for them because they sell it in a case of 24 They wouldn't do really? that if it wasn't popular yeah Huh Yeah they have a Solar Eclipse Stout a Legion Berry icebrock. A wood aged Simcoe. I mean, barrel aged Old Bruin. A barrel aged Cherry Ode. And this one has got a very clever name: A Few Shillings Too Many. <laughs> no fluffer. I, I I don't see that on their current website. Hmm. Oh. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: So they've been rotating out quite a few quite a, quite a few recipes.
0: They had like a – do they
2: still have like – I think it was called like the All-American IPA. Uh, like I said, I, honestly, you know, Fred, if you jumped on their website, there, there's nothing here that looks familiar uh, as to the last time that I was I was in their place. Nothing. Hmm. Interesting. And, and maybe White Devil was, was there because that seems to be kind of one of their uh, um, flagship beers, you know. And maybe this is what they can. I I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. All righty then. Moving right along. Um, What are
0: you drinking, Knobs? Yeah, let's go there.
1: Oh, me? I didn't know you were going to (laughs) ask. Uh, I have a beer that has... You're an ass um, or
2: you're going to ask? What,
1: what
2: ask, ask. didn't know you were an ass.
1: I have a beer that's never been on the show before. It is a New England IPA called Cart Horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs>
1: it's not bad. You guys should try it. Maybe I'll save you one.
2: Maybe not. Uh, yeah.
1: If anyone wants to uh, know more about it, listen to last week's episode.
2: Well, okay.
1: Or, or episode, what was it, 28 or something? But,
2: but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll add you to it. Mm-hmm. I'll add you, you know, post-review, right? I'll do a little edit there. So give it time. Let's just make sure we roundabout. Okay. We'll do a roundabout. Um. So, uh, no, it was it was kind of your suggestion this week to talk a little bit about the latest uh, uh, social media trend, right? Uh, MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you see the the, the meme uh, Mine Space? M e i n. <laughs> That took me a second, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and my German accent isn't isn't very good. Should be after a few more Kunens <laughs> or Mar uh, Marsons. Das Boot.
0: <laughs> das Boot. There you go. Wait, whole <laughs> German theme tonight? Tasted yeah. like a boot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, how did we just get to that joke now?
0: Like an hour, it, takes, it takes time. It's got to like an bubble hour and twenty slowly. minutes into it. has
2: got to bubble up slowly. <laughs> they should have they, they named it bromidrosis. What? Bromidrosis. What's that? Because also known as Stinkfoot. foot. Oh. You know, like halitosis is bad oh. breath.
0: I know what halitosis
2: is. Right.
0: Bromidrosis is. Stinky feet. Why do you know that?
2: Uh, Frank Zappa. Oh, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> uh, my python boot was too tight. I couldn't get it off last night. A week went by, and now it's July. When I finally got it off, my girlfriend cried. You got stinkfoot, also known as bromidrosis. <laughs>
0: Don't stop.
2: That's all I know. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, back Res- to mind mind space. Uh, so, this phenomena, right? I, I don't know if it's a short-lived phenomena or whatever. It's been around for a few years. Of Trumpsters now flocking to this other social media platform called Parlor. P A R L E R.
0: Where's that name come from? Any idea? Because when I first heard the word, I thought it was parlor, like O R, you know, like a parlor. Well,
2: I think that's what it's a play on.
0: Okay.
1: But but I don't know. All right. Parlor is French for to
0: speak. Oh, that's true. Parlay. Parlay is you. You speak. So they're going to a Frenchy
2: spot? It's we speak. I thought they hate the French, or is that us? Who hates the French? The liberals are the are the conservatives.
1: Half the entire world, though. yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone. Does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you English pig dog.
1: <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> So taunt you a second time. Is that more Frank Zappa?
2: <laughs> uh, so I. I uh, I think I've heard about this parlor before, um, in, in my trolling of, of Breitbart that, you know, people kept always saying, you know, we have to find a new place, even though they would just be populating endlessly on, on Breitbart. Um, and every once in a while, somebody would write something. And I think this was the place. I just don't recall. They would say, yes, we have one go to parlor. And, um, you know, I always figured it was like the most obscure sort of social media platform, uh, but maybe it's gaining a little traction right now is, 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 I mean, I mean they're probably happy with the attention that it's getting.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely.
2: Uh, they were probably losing money before. Probably right? losing money now. Probably still losing money, right? They're still advertisers and they're not flocking to parlor. And if it becomes a platform for the alt-right, Uh, They're going to have a hard time attracting. uh, So okay, here I I don't know where we're going with this conversation, but here I'll go. I'll start with this. They will become more Facebook, right? Because Facebook does things for the dollars. They don't really do things politically like the like the Trumpsters think that they do. In in fact, there's there's quite a bit out there. that believe that for Facebook, pushing right-wing news media has been more profitable for them than pushing left-wing news media. And I'll, I'll give you my own anecdotes about that. But, uh, you know, as 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 Parler becomes more popular, they're going to just really basically want more advertising.
1: And what kind of culture do we have right now, Blotto? Cancel culture. Yeah. So, as this site gets more and more filled with hate speech, which it is the epicenter
2: of that, businesses aren't going to want to
1: advertise on it. That's what, I, that's
2: right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. So, so right now, they've probably so of, been, been funded in ways that they haven't needed to rely on advertising.
1: Yeah. Like venture capitalists and investors and stuff like that. That's, yeah.
2: They're a, they're a startup is all they are right now well they have been around for a few years but that still can be a startup yeah yeah um, uh, now it's interesting um, w- w- when you go to their um, their website and I, and I haven't done um, you know, anything to Set up an account yet? Right. Um, they seem, in some ways, they try to be kind of benign, and their um, some of their their verbiage on their website, you know, you kind of have to read between the lines, right? Um, you know, they talk about religious freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh,
0: Except the religions they don't like.
2: Right, of course. Well, but then, you know, they, they're, they're, they're always going to give themselves, you know, plausible deniability, right? Right. Adherents of all religions as well as not adherents are welcome to converse civility to discuss solutions to pressing world problems. And hopefully come to an understanding we are all more similar than we are different. What what I find interesting is in their value statements, and this is one of them. Why even mention religion? You're a social media platform. Like why why would you even need to mention freedom? uh, You know, religion. You know, Uh, this one I thought was kind of interesting in their value statements: Uh, biased content curation policies enable rage mobs and bullies to influence community guidelines. What? I think they're talking about other places. Yeah. Parler's view viewpoint neutral policies foster a community of individuals who tolerate the expression of all nonviolent ideas.
0: Now oh, this gets back to there's nice people on both sides, right?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I get it. <laughs> but but that still doesn't mean that they don't have biased content curation of raging mobs to bully the other side they're they're just saying that you you might be on the other side of the cancel culture right <laughs> right you your ideas might be deplorable and we're not going to let good upstanding citizens <laughs> Shut, shut you down by being louder. We're we're going to shut down those that want to shut you down. That's a hundred percent
1: exactly what this whole website is about.
2: And and um, the other thing that I I thought funny about it was it says uh, who tolerate the expression of all nonviolent ideas. Why didn't they just put ideas in there? Like why why put these qualifiers on? And and then um, uh. On another post that uh, somebody shared, the bringing up parlor, uh, someone posted a um, uh, someone posted a comment that they plucked from parlor uh, as an example, and uh, I, I you know I, I don't want to read the whole post here, but it, the end says from this mouth breather, Fred. Uh, uh, to me, the easiest fix is every conservative kill two liberals. I'm sure most everyone knows one or two. If we all killed two in a single day, there would be so many dead, but no one alive would give a damn. <laughs> so, Wow, that that's similar to this beer. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm curious as to whether or not Parler would allow that post to stand given that they only want expressions of nonviolent ideas.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. You
1: know, My I, hunch is that that post is still there.
0: Um, and without any flagging on it, that it might be a little insightful.
2: Um, <laughs> I, I'm still tempted to get an account. Um, the other, uh, the other thing that I I learned from looking at their value statement was, um, it says, uh, be yourself, discuss and defend your values, passions, accomplishments, and ideas in an environment that lets you be you free of agenda driven shadow banning. What? You well, that's what I said. Shadow banning. I don't know what shadow banning is, and what's really fascinating to me, Fred and Knobs, maybe you know because you're the you know the resident millennial, but uh, is is that the people that read this know what shadow banning is?
0: No effing way. <laughs> if the three of us don't,
2: no, they do because well, well, this well, is well, the persecuted. Don't rope me in with that. Well, hold on, no, no, because because. It's it's the people that feel as though that they are censored on Twitter and Facebook. It's the people that feel like they are being persecuted against for, you know, just holding their own opinions. They know what shadow banning is. I I would guarantee you they parlor wouldn't add this to their value statements. If a large segment of the people they were trying to attract didn't know what shadow banning was.
0: Yeah, good point.
2: Shadow banning
1: typically refers to if your account has been reported too much, you'll get a ban. And it's to where everything appears to be normal on the website. But if you were to post a reply or anything on the website, no one else could see it and comment on it or interact with it whatsoever. So it looks normal to you. But to the rest of the website, they don't see you. You're basically shunned.
2: Correct. And there's a reason for that. (laughs) Um, And so that's why, you know, that's in almost direct conflict with their values on content curation and nonviolent ideas. Because if you're if you don't allow violence to you know spread freely on your site, then you almost have to do some level of shadow banning or you then you shut down accounts, right those those would be your two choices.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you either allow it or you don't allow
1: it. Well, I have some friends that are really. Pushing Parlor to a limit to see what they allow on their website right now. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. They are going full on grassy troll on that website right now. They've sent me some screenshots and it's, uh, yeah, they're doing okay. <laughs> uh, so there, we'll, we'll
2: see how much they tolerate. Their guidelines. Are enforced by a community jury.
0: <laughs> this all the sounds like of medieval or something. I,
2: I don't know why. Just coming
0: across like that.
2: There's a there's another. Um, when I looked up shadow banning, there's another reason. I'm going to quickly do it again because there's another reason, knobs that. Um, Facebook and Twitter do shadow banning. And it is to reduce, um, I think it's fake accounts. Yes. Um, uh, The problematic or otherwise out of favor user will become bored or frustrated and leave the site and that spammers or trolls will not create new accounts. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you're constantly shadow banned, uh, then, uh, you know, the idea is eventually, you know, you go away. Yeah. You're not getting people to pay attention to you. So what's
1: the point of being there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I I don't know enough about specific incidents of shadow banning and I'm sure there's been some that have been unjust. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, because policing the internet is a nearly impossible task even for Zuckerberg. Um, but by and large, the objectives of shadow banning and, um, call it censorship, if you will, lack of a better term, right. But policing their own content, um, is, uh, at its heart with, with, with best intentions, regardless of what the Trumpsters and the Bright Breitbartians say. Um, yeah. Is, it, is it here, here, but okay. So, so that's kind of what Parlor is, right? So let's talk about what, is it a good thing that they have their own bubble where no, they can froth, not. froth each other up? Nope. Or, or would we rather have? Like I used to say all the time on, uh, on Breitbart when I troll there, and they would make some complaint about Twitter or Facebook, and I, I would always write in the comments, boycott Facebook right now, and then I would add a few spaces. Why are you still reading this? Why are you still here? I said boycott Facebook right now. You know, and, and, and sometimes this thing would be like three or four inches long because. I'd be like, you're still here. You're still reading. I told you to boycott Facebook. Facebook is shutting us down. So, <laughs> and now we get likes.
1: <laughs> so the problem with something like Parler though, is that it creates an echo chamber of these radical mm-hmm. ideas. And they tend to find a way to just bounce off of each other and grow and grow until something very dangerous happens.
2: So, in in given the world that we have, and 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 this election, you know, exposed what that America is. Right. I mean it's a it's a it's a it's a deeply um, deplorable country. Right. I mean I mean half of America is just. Uh, ha- have some really, really odd views of, of what a great America looks like. Is it better to have them on Facebook and be challenged all the time? Yes. Where, you, where, where if it was a minority, right? You'd be like, get out of here. Go find your own safe space.
1: These extremist ideas in many ways should be on Facebook and I know I'm getting a little counterintuitive here simply because one it is a much more public and open forum so I've personally I've seen relatives post some very horrible things and now I know that 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 is their ideas and beliefs whereas if they did it on parlor I wouldn't know
2: yeah, um, that stuff should be out in the open. Yeah, no, the, don't the, hide. The, the Trump presidency and the and the subsequent reelection campaign it exposed a lot, right? I mean, yes. Um, and uh, you know, it 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 shined a light on the roaches, so to speak. Um, and now the roaches are running for cover. When before, you know. They were sort of just, you know, taking that opportunity to get a tan. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I Right now it's small and trivial and I don't really care. And I find it somewhat humorous that they want to have this little playground. Um, but eventually... 'll it'll, it'll push somebody over the edge and they'll do something very dangerous or or multiple people right that's kind yep. of the the, the the peak of the concern
1: the uh the one uh, I guess good part about all of this is it does take all of these very radicalized extremist people and puts them in one nice very convenient place for the FBI
0: <laughs> i was true. thinking the exact same thing it's like <laughs> the fbi is probably having a ball with this site uh,
1: i read somewhere that as of november there was like four million user accounts or something on parlor and i'm betting several hundred thousand are probably fbi
2: <laughs> <laughs> um maybe,
1: maybe. No, the fbi 100% has people on there oh for sure they do
2: yes. yeah no no question about it yeah what was the, what was the one what was the place that shut down for uh fortran or yeah uh fortran should still be up i think well they they shut down the subreddits or something like that right 4chan and, and Reddit are two completely different things. Don't get those two confused. No, they are not. And I'm telling yes, you. Are. But there were there were like subgroups within 4chan that they eventually shut, shut down because the hate became just so violent
1: and uh, insightful. So, yeah, so – you bring up a great point, Blotto, and I'm glad you brought it up so I can go on this tangent. 4chan and all those other chan sites, and there are a lot of them, are basically parlour in that they are not really regulated whatsoever. Parlour is 4chan for boomers. Um... 4chan for boomers. Yes. 4chan is typically was always. Viewed by the younger generation. That had these far right ideas. And now the adults. And the boomers on Facebook. Are being pushed off and going to parlor. Which is just. Their boomer version of 4chan.
2: Hmm. Uh, Old people. Yeah, that's what I said. Which is basically basically what you'd you'd find, say, like on on Breitbart. uh, Yeah, comments.
1: Uh, Fox News.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Fox News is going down. You know, you know, uh, dear leader is going to start his own um, his own network. Yeah, good old Trump TV. TTV. I, I do want to bring up something. And um, I didn't really notice it much until I started li- listening to a few commentaries about Parler. Um, but uh, the way that Facebook feeds your timeline is got a ton of algorithms in it, right? Yep, absolutely. And one of the complaints that I have about Facebook, and you know, maybe it's just a sign that I spend too much time there, is my timeline doesn't refresh itself with nearly uh, the amount of frequency that it should. Like, you know, I, I follow so much, whether it be personal friends or other forms of, uh, content providers. And, uh, you know, I'll flip through my timeline and I'm seeing, you know, just after, you know, a couple of scrolls, things that are three days old and not even much in the way of new comments on them. Yep. I've seen the exact same thing. And I get a little frustrated and, um, you know, I, um, I heard uh, some people um, talking uh, from Mother Jones and uh, I I like David Korn and and Mother Jones a lot. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm never getting posts from Mother Jones and I know that I follow them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And how come I don't ever get and how come I get every single frickin bright bar post ever? It's because I click on it. You're a top fan of? Because I'm a top fan, and and I and, and and that part I get. What I don't get is why am I seeing a 15 day old post from my sister instead of yesterday's news from Mother Jones, their opinion piece from three hours ago. That's the part I don't understand, and I and I do feel as the, as if. Uh, the Facebook algorithms do suppress a lot of uh, dissemination.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So my theory on why that happens is you're seeing all the same people in your feed Mm -hmm. or groups or whatever it may be because you interact with those the most. Logically, you would interact with them the most because it makes you happy. So by seeing those people or groups more often, that makes you happy and brings you back to Facebook more
2: often. But it's not true. Which part? The make me happy part. What would make me happy was... You're an oddity. No, 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 no. You know... <laughs> We're not it th- into account that you're trolling Breitbart. No, 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 no. Seeing my sister's posts are great. I mean, I liked it. I commented on it or whatever. But do I want to see, you know, the latest articles from, you know, Daily Beast, Slate, Vox, Mother Jones? I mean, that's what I want. I mean, I'm almost tempted. To, to try a little experiment one time, and that is just delete all my friends <laughs> and see what comes into my feed. Would it be just I Breitbart?
1: The, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you and Breitbart hanging out on Facebook. No, Blotto, I think the, the better test would be to go to one of those news sites on Facebook, start interacting with a bunch of posts, and see if they start showing up on your feet on a more regular basis. Oh, that's so hard to measure.
2: <laughs> but but no, uh, yes. I, I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Typically, yes, it's hard to do. When, when that's actually what you're saying is is kind of my new strategy. Not I don't want to do it in a quantitative way and, and pay attention to it. But when I find my 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 timeline starting to get circular. Then I'm, I'm just going to put in the search bar, you know, s- certain content providers that I like go to their sites and start reading their articles. Yep. Because I'm, I'm definitely not getting the amount of news that I want out of Facebook on a daily basis. I'm getting lots of memes from Fred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we're all really on Facebook for anyway.
0: <laughs>
2: which, is, which, is, which is why the Trumpsters started parlor. I understand. <laughs> as, as, as they couldn't stand any, any, a, any more memes from the grassy troll. Uh,
1: it's Fred's dank memes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you were successful in chasing them off. Me? Yeah, you did it
1: single-handedly.
2: You did it. I did it. That's that's what the whole that's what your goal was, right? Oh yeah.
1: I think the official Exodus is tomorrow, isn't it, November thirteenth?
2: Oh, I don't know. Is it? Is there? Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, there is like a, a an event that's like uh
2: Facebook Exodus to Parlor. I love it. I is and again, I don't know as dangerous as it may or may not be. I absolutely love it. Now, might my
1: friend who friend who posted this, but isn't it just like the most Trumpster snowflake thing to do is to go to a safe place like parlor?
2: Yeah, yeah. They 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 cannot handle the uh, 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 the disagreement, the engagement yes. now, right? They could handle it when they were winning, quote unquote, right? Right. Uh, uh, Charlie Sheen kind of winning. Uh, <laughs> but uh well hey Fred where where where's our where's our buddy been?
0: I don't know because I have no connection to him anymore. Is <laughs> he blocked? No, no 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 about a week and a half before the election I went through my entire friends list and flushed all the mouth breathers because I just didn't feel like dealing with the stress. <laughs> yep. So I honestly have no idea what what's going on as far as the that bunch so, goes. So you so you cut him? I unfriended like oh gosh. Anybody that was even close to being a mouth breather. I just I thought it's like I don't need this in my life right now. It's stressful enough, so I flushed them all. So, I don't okay. know, I don't know what's going on with any of them.
2: All That's right. a good move.
0: Why is he gone?
2: Well, he he's not interacting with me. Oh. Uh, he he is
0: definitely doing that parlor thing. I bet you got a parlor tattoo. <laughs> no, either that or, or he, is, he is up in like um, Oscoda with the rest of the militia and they're coming. And you know who they're coming for,
2: us. Um, yeah, whatever that'll look like. It's always, my, it's always a thing. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. I I, I don't know. If he's a parlor guy, I I don't because I don't think he interacts with a lot of like minded with him. Well, I I think I think he interacts. Are you you saying he's not talking to you? I, I think I've gotten maybe one message from him in the last or one comment from him in the last week or 10 days. Oh,
0: it's Civil War,
2: bitch. No, but what I'm saying is when you look at his posts that were Trumpster-ish, he didn't have other Trumpsters coming to his rescue. In fact, the only one that he had was someone that you introduced him to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that he didn't know George.
0: No, no, not in school they didn't. They were too far apart.
2: Right. So so I always found it odd that the, o- the only... Dialogue that would take place on Facebook on his Trumpster posts were between us and him. It wasn't like he had lots of other Trumpster friends that were uh, piling up and supporting him that or backing him up. That's so I, I don't know that he is a candidate for parlor because I don't think he really cared that much.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Did you, I mean did did you notice that? that 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 he didn't have outsiders like people that he knew that he worked with or other boat people that you know
0: uh, I, okay, occasionally I'd get this off to the side attack
2: from somebody but yeah for the most part you're right he he didn't I mean basically I think he's like a lot of trumpsters and they don't have friends <laughs> ah, I, I mean I I say that somewhat in jest but not entirely right you know they're bad people (laughs) who wants to be friends with them people who love flags (laughs) all kinds right it doesn't matter especially especially on boats (laughs) I don't even think he owns a boat
0: no I don't think he does either
2: uh, but when I buy my Corvette, I'll probably still go to him. What choice do you have?
0: <laughs> it's like game in town, right? So there's, you other, there's,
2: there's other people that are well-versed in the world of Corvettes. <laughs> I'm sure there are. but I, And I plan on getting one and towing it behind my motor coach when I retire and whichever one I buy, I would want him to look it over.
0: He'll take care of you.
2: (laughs) He does have that skill.
0: People skills off the charts.
2: Okay. Okay. Hey, should I? Okay. Before we go, uh, and before we wrap up on the beer, um, should I? Is it possible to set up a non person parlor account? And if so, should I set up a Pottoms up account?
1: I don't think I, we'd want to be on an FBI list.
0: I don't think <laughs> we'd. What I think that? we do. No, what do you figure some FBI guys start listening? Uh, hey, there's no such thing as bad publicity, you know? Yeah, ask Trump. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, if any listeners are on Parlor and they want to see us there, they can email us. Yeah. Mail at Up.com. Let us know what you
2: think. Hit us up on Facebook. <laughs> I mean I, I guess you would do space. both, right? Wouldn't you do both? You just you know? Like I'm I'm sure does I'm sure Breitbart must have a parlor feed, right? See, that's what I haven't seen. Right? I haven't been to these sites to see if they have a feed for parlor. Are you checking right now, Knobs?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm uh Uh, just a bunch of articles from Breitbart about Parler. Um, know,
2: where like where so would kidding. you find it? Where where would you find it? Um dot uh, com. No, 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 no. Like, where would you find the feeds? Like, if you know, I'm on CNN.com, right? And where are there? You know, if I want to click on, you know, follow, do I get? I guess they have to. Have, I don't know. Okay, so here he is. Follow CNN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. No parlor. That's a shame. Does Fox News have a parlor?
1: Uh, They're probably not welcome there anymore. (laughs) They got banned. They're shadow banned.
2: It's called
0: uh, Andy, your ankles okay so if you
2: if you want to follow Fox News it's Facebook Twitter um uh what's the, the thing that the notepad thing or whatever it is Google plus Instagram um RSS feed and email uh flip you know what I'm talking about nope Oh, yeah. It's, I can't click on it now because some stupid thing got in the way. <laughs> so quick question before we wrap up. Yeah. How long does Parlor
1: last? Or does it? Is this a fad that goes away in six months? Flipboard. Or is it Flipboard.
2: here to stay? I think it lasts more than six months, but they're going to be uh, probably charging their users uh, for accounts. It's oh, all about the Benjamins, to, baby. They're going to charge users
1: for access.
2: Well, I, I mean, if they don't get advertisers, yeah. Right? Fred, what say you? I agree. See, they say they are not influenced by various special interest groups.
0: Did you hear? Did you see that meme that? Uh, oh, George Soros. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Mister Al
0: posted about George Soros. I,
2: I I told him that it was fake. Do we think he knew that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I do. I I had to laugh at it, but yeah, I, I think he knew.
2: All right. Um. And then they had we to scramble them. to uh, you know tell people that it wasn't, you know. Um, hey there's careers here you can always uh, apply for a job at parlor.
0: Can you imagine what that would be like in the lunchroom? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see what Trump did today? Fucking A. Hey, we're
2: going to win. There, uh, I'm. I'm looking at their careers. Internal recruiter. There you go, Fred. That's that's you. I'm all over it. <laughs> all the rest right. of them are tech jobs. Like, uh, uh, well, okay, plenty for you, knobs. You could be the Android developer. Okay. Senior yeah. Senior developer of ops. Oh, mm-hmm. and I can do that. Hold on, that's a uh, job.
0: That sounds dangerous.
2: Cultural philosophies, practices, and tools to help organizations deliver end-to-end applications and infrastructure solutions. Wow. Oh, they want military experience. (laughs) That's
1: what a social website needs.
2: (laughs) Okay. Wrap up on the beers, Fred. The Coons. Oddly,
0: Oddly enough, I think it's for me. I I,
2: I I enjoyed it. I, 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 I go I go with the oddly actually on that.
0: I thought by like, entering the bottom third of the glass, I was like, it's not too bad. And I and the coriander, I think, is the spicy element to the beer and kind of liked it.
2: I I just I find it all too weird. And so it's a slow beer for me, and then it's warming up, and then it's even worse. Hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's, you know, nine percent, maybe a snifter. And that would that would be plenty for me, you know, 10, 12 ounces or, you know, eight, 10 ounces, something like that. OK. And then, uh, you know, uh, the long awaited review of Cart Horse from Knobs, because you also I don't think we're on that episode or you didn't have that beer. Uh, episode number 28 with the Cart Horse.
1: Uh, I would have definitely been there.
2: No, I'm telling you. Hold on a second. I'm going to open it up. Okay. Do it. Because I'm almost positive.
1: If you weren't there and I wasn't there, it would have been just Fred and Spooge only. And that never happened.
2: Yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Um, bear with me one second here.
0: Um, Air right, frog left.
2: (laughs) I didn't think, for whatever reason, you were on the review. Okay, you are on the review. What did it say? I'm not gonna say you You got. You got to say it first. What what I'm looking is is documented for me. For you, you are consistent. Bing, bing, bing.
1: No, nope, this is good. It's not M43 good, but it's a
2: damn good IPA. I don't know why they made it though. Thinking about I it. I remember saying that before, even even without knowing that we had reviewed it prior. Why why did they do this?
1: Yeah, it's maybe it's a slightly less fruity M43, but like it's a good beer. But you've got M43, guys.
0: Yeah,
2: put your efforts elsewhere. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> eh, they got bored.
2: They, they, made pours so they
1: made it slightly less good beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and, and lastly, uh, if you were interested to know uh, about uh, which Pakistani music stars died at the age of 40, Shikar Ali, Salam Shahzad, Athar Ali, and Nasar Khan. Well, on that note. Just in case you were wondering, if you were, you know, Pathetic Facts has that information. Pakistani music stars who died at the age of 40.
0: Thank you for sharing.
2: It's an awesome site. (laughs) Take your word. (laughs) Soulsparlor.com. Swedish actors born in 1958. a guy by the name of ORUP. He's one of those persons that just has one name. I love that. Like like uh, Fred, right? If you can go one name, you've you've kind of hit the pinnacle of your profession, right? Fred. What kind of like uh Madonna (laughs) Yes, just like
1: Fred. Yeah, it's all the big ones. It's Madonna,
2: Seal, Fred, McLovin. (laughs) And Orup. Orup. Born in 1958 in Stockholm. His real name was Thomas Erickson. But see, look at that. Look how boring that is for a Swedish singer. Uh, Tell you this. Lots to know here from patheticfacts.com. All right.
0: As Pink Floyd would say, time to go. Time to go.
1: Longest podcast ever.
0: Could be. Yeah. But
1: we
2: brought it. We did bring it today.
0: who
1: have thought?
2: Right. All right.
1: Bottoms up. Cheers. Bottoms up. Cheers. Here's to President-elect Joe know. Biden. Yeah, Joe
0: Kamala. 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 Kamalama. Ding dang. All right.
2: <laughs> You're gonna have to apologize for that later. Yeah. <laughs> and out.
1: Bottoms up is now canceled. We can only be on Parlor. <laughs>
0: Out, I'll say it again. Out. Out politics, some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. I don't